check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the McAvoy Super Value GA Podcast on wearecavan.com. This week we're going to be looking ahead to the Round 1B qualifier clash between Cavan and Offaly in Tullamore on Sunday evening at 2 o'clock. And we'll also be looking ahead to the Ulster Minor Championship semi-final where Cavan take on down in the athletic grounds in Armagh at 5pm on Saturday. As always, I'm joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor of the Anglo-Celt. Um, Paul, a busy weekend and fail on, there's not really much time for anything else. No, and it'll probably affect the crowd, I'd imagine, at the, both the minor game and the senior game Saturday evening and Sunday evening because people will be just, they'll have their fill of football. There's so much involved in the fela. Um I spoke to Oliver Galligan, the chairman of the local organising committee, and he was explaining um, to me a couple of days ago just what's involved, you know, between Garda vetting and Access NI for, for Fermanagh and um, arranging for all the, where all the kids are going to stay, the logistics of it, 4,000 children and 1,000 mentors and probably a couple of thousand parents and supporters. It's a huge thing. So people might be all football out, but you'll find that the the cabin people will still travel. Yeah, the diehards will will make, if not one, two, if not two, one of the journeys anyway. But the Sunday evening game, you hear on the the national uh, commentaries that they're they're talking the the madness of a Sunday evening game. But do you know it, it? It could be a nice way to finish off your weekend. Yeah, well, I'd say the awfully people would be happy with it. Because especially if it's a nice day, it would be a nice thing to do on a Sunday mm-hmm. for families or whatever. Go into the game. It's different with Cavan because you have a bit of a, you have a bit of a trek home. But like, let's say you're South Cavan, Mullahorn, Banya area. You're that neck of the woods anyway. You're that direction. So, you know, what would you do tomorrow in an hour and fifteen, hour and twenty? Round that. Yeah. The way you drive, in half an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's with the chopper on. That's with the way our Cavan chopper on. But look, looking ahead, I suppose to start off with the minor game, we're going to be uh, chatting to John Brady in a wee bit. But the minors, a very good opening round win, unbelievable game of football against Monaghan, one that that really turned back the ages. Coming up against Down, to beat them convincingly in the league, you know, they'd be expected to win. But then when it comes to minor, you can't hang your hang your coat on 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 previous form. No, it's the most un- unpredictable grade um, there is in, in football, above all grades. Like I remember a couple of years ago, Donegal were 2-1 to one for the All-Ireland before they played Derry in the Ulster semi-final. 2-1 to one for a minor All-Ireland um, before an Ulster semi-final is absolutely unheard of. And they got turned over by Derry and they were they were that, that great Donegal under 21 team this year, an awful lot of those lads. So there's been c- countless incidences of... Um, Heavy favourites being turned over. I remember Tipperary winning the minor All Ireland against Dublin in 2011, and Tipper three to one on the day, and and won it. So anything can happen in minor football. They're not as cynical or seasoned as seniors, obviously, and just the occasion can get to them, and different things. A game can get run away with them. You, you know, you see it at underage football as well, um, where where one team just gets to run on the other team, and that was what happened in the Cavan Monaghan game in many ways in the quarter final. Um, Cavan started great and were one five to three points up and, and cruising. Monaghan scored, I think it was eight points in a row, maybe it was ten points in a row just before half time. Yeah, yeah, and looked like they were going to take complete charge of it. And then Cavan came out and there wasn't there wasn't much score early in the second half, and then Cavan took charge of it. But I was very impressed with the Cavan midfielders, James Smith and Ronan Patterson. They were excellent. 
uh, particularly Patterson it looked like a real good prospect um, covered a lot of ground big strong both lads were very good in the air as well and I was very expe- impressed with the forward six for Cavan I thought they were all really good like likes of Paddy Lynch the full forward and um, Rory Corn, the wing half forward was brilliant they were, they were all really good the, the, the Shawnee Kogan as well on the 40 they were, those those six forwards were excellent um, there was a little bit of a question mark about the backs uh, and I know that the big thing was Paddy Mead the full back who is a really good player and he's captain of the team and he wasn't well that day and they took him off at half time um, I think he had a mild concussion or some sort of a sickness so you'd imagine when Paddy Mead comes back that will short things up a lot in the full back but they'll need that they do need to tighten up a little bit at the back but if they can manage that I think there's plenty of scores in, in their midfielders and the forwards um, it, so you'd imagine like, it'll take a good team to beat them now in the other side of the draw Derry are through to the final and have, a, have a two good wins a huge win against Antrim who beat Donegal yeah. so that was impressive but I, I think uh, this is a huge game for Cavan because if they win this their season is a massive success because they're guaranteed two more games and with a, with a bit of a rubber green they might win one of them so they'll either, be in an all, they'll either have another title or it could be in an all Ireland semi-final so an awful lot rides on this game on Sunday on Saturday evening and uh, I think I, I haven't seen Darren maybe you saw Darren in the league no missed, missed the game it was out in Corner Fane actually on Saturday morning but from, from all reports Cavan were in complete control but as I say it's it's not really um, it's not really something you can you can gauge the form on but the, the down on their 17s I seen them in the semi-final against um, against Tyrone and they were quite defensive and, and I just wonder if it's the same management will they tactically line up in, in the, something similar to the way the Tyrone on their 17s lined up as in Cavan looked like they were tactically kind of caught out by the under 17s John Brady to his credit he's going out he's playing man for man 15 on 15 football no systems of defence or mass defences or anything like that but you just you'd, you'd have a slight fear that maybe a system at some point might come come a cropper or come these boys a cropper Yeah you would have especially after seeing the under 17s uh, their experience in that Ulster final against Tyrone was that they didn't know how to deal with the Tyrone setup at all and Cavan completely were completely dysfunctional in attack, kicked so much aimless ball down the, down the throat of, of the sweeper. So it was probably something they hadn't encountered much before, those those lads, and they didn't really know how to deal with it. So you'd hope that they won't encounter that. But if, if they do, I do think they have the quality. Like They have big, strong lads that, that can break the, the line, like as they say in rugby, and that's that's priceless. Um, the midfielders, Patterson and Smith, as I mentioned, like they're the pulse of the team. There are two exceptional players, two of the better minors coming along in the last few years. They play on the edge, both lads. They're very, very aggressive. And it's great to see it. Like you could definitely say there's a great cut to them, but it'd be very important that both, both those lads and the rest of the team hold their discipline as well. Because if you're like, old man down or something like that, it could all go against you. But if they can, if they can just tread the line and stay on the edge, but don't go over it, I think I'd be confident that Cavan can win that. Yeah. Just after this quick commercial break, we'll hear from Cavan manager John Brady. Everyone's talking about Luna Bar, Cavan's most vibrant new venue. With our big screen TVs, live music every weekend and free function room, we cater for everyone. Luna Bar, Main Street Cavan, the newest hotspot in town. Delighted to be joined by Cavan minor manager John Brady ahead of the Ulster on our minor uh, semi-final this Saturday evening in the Athletic Grounds in Armagh at 5pm against Down. I suppose John firstly Down have you seen much of them I know you played them in the league you won it quite convincingly but league is league 
Yeah, the league, you can't play Santon on the league at all. Um, well, yeah, we've seen them in the, the championship game again, Arma Open in Newry. Um, very impressive forwards, very, very sharp, very fast. Um, inside forward line, very, very dangerous, but... Uh, they're bad to get an awful lot of numbers back in defence so, and hit hard then on the on the break and we all seen what a team can do doing that at the weekend when thrown against uh, Donegal so yeah you'd be very um, you'd be fearful enough you know going out to play them they were impressive that day again Armagh but we know that you know we'll have to be on top of our game if we want to even compete with them yeah, and seeing them in the League 2 Championship, obviously you've seen the, the team sheet. Has there been a big change on the down panel? Yeah, there's been a number of players that's come in for them, including one of them um, forwards that scored 2-5 again, Armagh. So, you know, they've, they've, I don't want to be naming names or anything like that, but they're, um, they're very, very... They've, they've replaced probably with three or four added into into that team, probably in another three or four then in the subs that the Brahan and they impressed as well, so... Okay, so you'll not have learned an awful lot from the league. It'll it'll be very difficult to base it. It, it it's really a new game, and I suppose as you've you've been getting to see so far on 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 the Ridge games, even at inter county level, you just don't know what's what's to come. No, you don't know when. You definitely can't base it on 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 the league. Like it's been a while ago since two. Like both teams were at different levels of training at that stage. You know, I know before the down game. We had done a lot of running probably the week coming into that game. They were possibly the same. You know, you're coming off strength and conditioning programmes, you're coming off a lot of different things. So, like, what was it, three, two, three months ago now at this stage? So, it's, you know, it's it's in the past where, where we are to now at the minute. Both teams should be up to championship pace. So, look, we're looking forward to the battle on Saturday evening and hopefully we come out the right side of it. And when you look now, the leaving cert just over. I suppose it it it's another challenge. You've managed obviously club senior teams to to success, but how did you manage to deal with it with the leaving cert, the obstacles that it created? Look, we knew we knew at the start of the year. You know, we knew there was fifteen of the panel doing the leaving cert, so we tried to manage it as as best possible. Um, we did a lot of the work probably done coming into the into the leaving cert. We just met up at the weekends. That's all we can do. There's no point in putting pressure on lads they have enough pressures in their lives you know coming from whatever their expectations are from leaving cert or whatever but at the end of the day it's they do the leaving cert and it's probably most important that they leave that behind them once they come out of the exams you know and start concentrating on the football which I know they probably will for for Saturdays We're, we went at the weekends you know with them and try and lighten the burden as much as possible you know it wasn't pressurised it was getting them out and laughing and I actually think it'll, it probably helped them in their leaving cert as well you know to get away from the books for a few welcome minutes distraction. welcome distraction yeah yeah so hopefully it, hopefully it all pans out well now on Saturday yeah, no. For my leaving cert, football was always a welcome <laughs> distraction, or or maybe the, the 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 leaving cert was a distraction from the football in <laughs> some cases. But the uh, the injury injury list, I know coming after the Monaghan game and, and what a battle that was, a really really good game. But a lot of sore bodies. I know there was a couple of lads that had to be checked out in hospital. How how was the injury list turned out? Yeah, the the lads uh, Ronan had to go to the hospital, and and Paddy, uh, they're fine. There's not not a bother on them. Um, Rory Corn came off in that game as well. He's we'll see how he is on Saturday. We'll give him right up till the time of the game. 
Um, and that was that was really it. It was it was a tough battle against Monaghan, but we knew it was going to be that way from the start. Yeah, it, it was. I heard people talking about it in the weeks after about it was a, a throwback into into the years gone by where it was two teams going hammer and tongue at each other and, and see which came out on top. But there was a lot of tough questions asked from the group of players, not just in the overall game, but going eight points uh, without a score before half time and and then coming back out. More questions being asked, but the Cavan boys kept coming back. Yeah, well, like I probably said after the game, we knew that. You know, we weren't going to leave Anton out on the field. Monaghan are an excellent team. We knew that coming in. They're one of the favourites to win Ulster out. Um, and we bet them in the game overall. They were always going to have a purple patch. And we were just lucky at that at that point when they had their purple patch that they didn't get goals. Um, we were in at half time, three points down. We made a conscious decision to, to go for the game in the second half. And that's exactly what we've done. And... Like Monaghan created goal chances probably in the second half as well, but we we were pushed up going the other way. So momentum and you know everything else, it was you'd have to be proud of the lad the way the lads played, and especially in the second half to to dig out a result out of the game that looked at half time that you were. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone else thought that we were gone in, but as it turned out, it, it just needed to spur on, and you know that's what we've done. Yeah, definitely. You're, you're you're in your first year as a minor manager, and, and next year probably under seventeen manager. Um, how have you enjoyed it? I know it's an awful amount of work. I, I talked to a few lads that are involved in panels. That there's there's not too much spare time. No, there's not too much spare time. But um, we're probably lucky enough that, that you know to be able to train the two of them together up until maybe two or three weeks before the before the championship, and then we had to split it up because of the under-17 championship running at the same time, so it was basically concentrating on the team that were going to be involved in the championship for the following week and just keep the other lads taking over, you know, there in the background. So, look, at it, there was a lot of man-hours put in, you know, by everyone involved in, on on the management team or panel, you know, but it's it's well worth it. It's, you know, when you win a, win a championship match, it, it's... It, that's the pay, all the payment you want for for things like that, you know. Yeah, it definitely is. Well, look, best of luck on Saturday evening. Thanks for for talking to us. All right. Yeah, so that was cabin manager John Brady uh, looking ahead to the Ulster Minor semi-final against Down this Saturday evening at 5pm in the Athletic Grounds. Uh, please do try and get up and support the lads. It would be great if there was a good cabin support there. It's a curtain raiser to the Monaghan Down Ulster Senior Championship semi-final. Moving on now to Sunday's action and Cavan will take on Offaly in round 1B of the qualifier. Um, I suppose the, the big thing now for Cavan is is get get as much as you possibly can from the season. You know, disappointing relegation in the league, lost the first game of the championship. Cavan really need a win here. There's, there's pressure involved in this, I'd, I'd say, Paul. Yeah, there there definitely is. I I would think that Cavan's need is probably greater than Offaly's, even though Offaly are at home and they have lost their game in a replay against Westmead. But Cavan must win now. Like, like, like we've been probably saying this now for a while, but the time is now for Cavan. They they have to go and achieve things because the lifespan of a team is not infinite. They, they're not. This group of lads are not going to go on forever. They have a good team there. They have a lot of fellas in their prime years at the minute. Like you're thinking of the I'm thinking of the likes of Garage McCarran and James McEnroe. Um, uh, Niall McDermott all these lads are in their, their mid-twenties you know Ray McGalligan is about the 30 mark coming up to it Kian Mackey Shawnee Johnson are, those fellas aren't going to be there forever so I do think there's a good balance in the team 
what they're missing maybe is a couple of young the young lads to come in and infuse the thing and we talked about this before I hope to see a couple of the young lads start a game or get plenty of game time because probably that's what's missing any team that wins something you do need to blend and maybe that's that would keep the other fellas on their toes as well but um, no it's it's a massive game for Cavan absolutely massive if if they lose this game you would have to say that they've gone backwards since last year like it, it would be very hard to make an argument that, that they've gone forwards definitely it stagnated no, I I think they would, you'd have to say they went backwards. If they win it, the season opens up for them. They're on a nice side of the draw. It's not easy, but it's it's the better side to be on on paper anyway. Um, so I, like I think I think they have to win this game if if they don't want to be to be all their hard work to be for nothing and for it to be seen as a failure. And I'm sure Marty Medina would be desperate to get a win under his belt. He he's very positive, um, but it'll be hard to be positive if they were to go and lose to Offaly. Now I spoke to Finbar a couple of couple of days ago and you'll hear it later on in the podcast Finbo O'Reilly and he was saying look are we good enough to to look past Offaly and he goes I don't know so it's not a t- thing that Cavan are taking Offaly for granted they're not he was saying look we're going to be Division 2 next year they're Division 3 it's not a thing that there's a Division 1 against Division 4 here that a win is is a done deal um, Cavan are long odds on favourites but I think um, they'll have to really focus on it go about their job properly because there, there's nothing handy away from home like that in the championship. The only thing is Cavan's home form is so poor that, that normally being a playing away from home would be in a, a disadvantage, obviously. But with Cavan, I think they've won five out of fifteen games at home, uh, going back going back to this time three years ago. So not being out of breath, any statistically speaking, is not a huge disadvantage to Cavan. Yeah, just when uh, you did mention there, Matty McLean, and we we caught up with him a little bit earlier on in the week, and here's what he had to say. Joined by Matty McLean ahead of the round one of the qualifiers. Matty, I suppose it's a, a new road for you to be looking down like the Ulster Championship was, but how has preparations gone since the defeat to Monaghan? Uh, listen, the attitude of the boys is fabulous. Uh, I think actually training has probably ratcheted up another 1% or 2% because we understand now it's all or nothing now. Where the Ulster Championship game, we actually wanted to progress, but this is now if we don't turn up and have a bigger performance on Sunday, you know our season's over, and I for one certainly don't want that to be the case. Does that bring pressure to to a different level? Is it a good type of pressure or is it a negative influence? Oh no, listen, it's a huge challenge. Uh, we have to travel down to Tullamore on Sunday evening to play Offaly. We were down watching Mullingar or Westmeath playing them last week and I thought Offaly played really, really well and well organised, well set up. And we have a huge game going down there on Sunday and I suppose the, f- the fantastic part from our side of things is you know, we must have a better performance than we had against Monaghan. We need to learn what we need to improve on from the Monaghan game and we have to take it into Sunday, Sunday night because if we don't do it on Sunday night our season's over and I think for the development of this football team the longer we can stay in this All-Ireland Championship then the better we're going to become. Is possibly the side of the draw when you look at it I think I make it that it's the fourth round before you can meet a team that's higher ranked in league standings than yourselves is that something that maybe can be a motivating factor or encouraging lads to really get their teeth into this qualifier? be honest with you, I haven't even looked ahead of what's, what Sunday is. Uh, I think league form's out the door now. I think that means absolutely nothing right now. This is the All-Ireland Championship and every team's coming with one game. You know, one win can ignite your season right now. And I think all the teams that are heading into this weekend have all lost their first game. And this is a huge game for them in terms of igniting their season or finishing their season. So I think every team's going to come this weekend and going to be throwing everything at it. Uh, you know, Offaly's had two games back to back there over the last couple of weeks, and that that will stand to them 
I suppose in a sense it'll make or break them. Uh, we've had a good rest, we've had a good look at them. Uh, the guys are in good form, you know, Trin's very, very good, they're putting in a serious shift and we must take the game to Offaly on Sunday. Yeah, looking at it awfully, I suppose you, you've been preparing up till now for Ulster Championship and, and the style that Ulster football brings, but you've seen awfully now, is, is there a big difference? Certainly, I didn't see much of a difference, uh, I suppose, at the, the, f- the first half was similar to probably ourselves, where there was a huge breeze there on, on Saturday at the game. Uh, Offaly played 13 men behind the ball and played two forwards out and out so you know they're, they're fairly well set up so they are they went man to man the second half which sort of mixed the game up a bit so they, they definitely bring a, they have a good great mix of kicking kicking and hand passing which I was very very impressed with their skill level is very very good you know they lost the game scoring 15 points we lost the game scoring 15 points so as I said league form certainly doesn't count for nothing right now on Sunday uh, I suppose in fairness Offaly's going to be looking at saying oh the Cavan's in a higher division so you know we have nothing to lose in this situation, and we have all to, and we have all to lose. But the way I look at it is, it's a it's a great opportunity for us. I want to progress. I want to stay in this competition because I feel we have a lot to do in terms of coaching the team, in terms of how I want them to play, and the best way we can do that is through games. So the more games I think we get in the back door, the better this football team is going to become. Yeah, very good. Just looking at injuries going into the last day, Darren McVitie obviously wasn't fit to start and uh, Rory Dunn wasn't on the panel. Is there any updates on the injury list? Yeah, well, Dara, listen, Dara's trained the last couple of weeks That's since the morning game. That's, he's got full training sessions in, which is absolutely superb. He's a wonderful lad and you know I love him and our football team, you know, only having him for half an hour against Monaghan was always a step back for us. You know, we'll have him a fit to fit to play on Sunday, which is brilliant. Probably a chance that we're going to lose Killian Clark for Sunday. He has a knee injury. James McEnroe struggling with an injury too. So we get one man back and we get two men off. So but we'll see how it goes. We'll give them guys to Sunday morning to see how they go. So I'm hoping that they'll be they'll be fit to go. Okay. Thanks very much and best of luck, Matty. Yeah, so I suppose the, the the one point that comes out from that, Paul, is or the the, the stands out great to have Darren McVitie back. He's he's Cavan's probably best player at the minute. Um but then the negative that was thrown onto it is is the doubt over Killian Clark and, and James McEnroe. And you mentioned earlier on about the need to bring in some of the young boys into the forward line, but when you're losing experience at one end do you want to maybe you're going to have to bring in somebody else into that back line and then more in trying to bring in that youth into the forward line maybe too much change isn't what's called for this weekend yeah that's true yeah maybe not but my thinking on it was that I think the Monaghan game showed us that unless we change something personnel wise in attack we're going to struggle to beat any really good team like Monaghan mm. um, so there's no point waiting until maybe you win a couple of games the qualifiers and come up against a good team like Kildare or Galway or Mead or whoever it may be and then you repeat the same mistakes. Now is the time to just start. Like I'm not saying throw the baby out with the bathwater, but tweak a few things. In terms of who might come in, I think Kieran Brady is in, is in pole position to come in for James McEnroe if James is injured, because um, Kieran had a great game when he came on the last day. Who would come in for Killian Clark? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, well, it it might just take a reshuffle. Maybe Mossy Core might come in, and, and they could relocate Mossy into the half back line as a result. Or uh, I don't think Killian Brady will be back. Rory Dunn, I think, is back training, but it might just be uh, a little bit too soon for Rory Dunn. But I suppose he's he is another option, maybe. Yeah, well, yeah, Rory has never let Gavin down. Um, if he was called on to, to do a job, I'm sure he'd do a good job. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see who is featuring prominently in their plans. If there are a couple of injuries, who's going to come in? 
Um, like they did throw a couple of curveballs in in the morning game like starting Liam Buchanan and Conor Madden well maybe Madden started a lot of league games Buchanan was get, coming back from injury and didn't so they've shown that they're, they are willing to experiment they showed that in the league by, by playing Darren McVitie as an inside forward as well So, but look McVitie being back is a huge plus it, it, like crazy as it sounds if I was offered McVitie back and Killian gone I nearly would take McVitie back not because Killian's not a great player but for the reason that we need something, something completely different yeah we need a live wire inside and McVitie can provide that and I, I, hopefully they might start him in there yeah. why not like in the league he was used maybe if, we, if there was a strong wind he'd go in for the second half against the wind but I'd say if he's your best inside forward play him as an inside forward yeah, well, definitely, it's something that that uh, the management alluded to that the advantage of having him that not only you can bring him in as an inside forward and he can win ball, but then when you need him out around the middle of the field, he can bring that energy to that middle toward. So McVitie is is an absolutely massive plus there. But the he, I don't know was it in the interview or off off air, but Matty Medlino was down watching Mullingar in Mullingar watching them against Westmead. But he said what stood out was they were physically very big and strong. So that's going to have an impact on the type of team you pick as well. Yeah, well, the thing is, the, the uh, and you're a manager, Damien, do you pick a big, strong team to match that and go with your bigger fellas? Or do you, do you say, right, we're going to, these are big, strong lads, we're going to um, nail the hammer to hammer, as they say, and, and go, go, for, <clears throat> go for pure pace or whatever? Or but what way do you approach it? Like, I think Cavan are better to worry about their own game. At the same time, and like Offaly are going to be concerned about Cavan, they're going to be looking at Cavan and saying, "Well, geez, they've got X, Y, and Z." So I, I think Cavan are better to say, "Look, what can they, what can Cavan bring to it?" And pick the best Cavan team and pick the best players in the best positions. Like the point was made to me about a couple of Cavan players probably aren't playing in their best positions. Like Killian Clark, probably not playing in his best position. Porrick Faulkner, probably his best position is probably centre half back. He's he's a natural defender, but he like he does like to play a ball as well. But get him out around mm-hmm. there, like, um, like I, I would be com- more confident in that Cavan team if you had Killian at fullback, Faulkner at centre half, maybe McVitie on the forty or close to goal. You know, I, th- I think there'd be a better luck to the spine of the team. I'd leave Garoch McCarron in the middle of the field, which is, I do think is still his best position. Um, and like, Garoch rarely, rarely has two quiet games in a row as well. I think you'll see him having a big game this weekend as well. Yeah, I think it, it, it's lined up for him in fairness, but. We caught up with, or Paul caught up with earlier on in the week, uh, Cavan selector Fimber O'Reilly. I wasn't chatting to you since the morning game. I suppose uh, it takes a couple of days to get over a loss like that in the, in the Ulster Championship. But how how have have the lads picked up after it? Uh, they've, they've picked up quite well, and um, you know they've responded quite quickly. Now, obviously, you know with the twenty four hours after the defeat, everyone's down. You know we had we had a ten week run into that game, and and a huge emphasis put on on doing everything we could to win that game, but. It, Unfortunately, it didn't happen, and absolutely, there's you know the spirits were down for maybe 24 hours. But um, the fact that the, that, the, that the turnaround is quite quick this time, you're out you're out in 14 days time from that Monaghan game, um, and you know you knew quite quickly it was going to be awfully always me. So look, 
that sharpened the mind quite quickly and the boys look we got back to training on Wednesday evening and um, we also train on Saturday so look at we know now it's awfully and mood, mood is good and we're looking forward to it that's basically where we're at from a mindset point of view I suppose you don't want to dwell too much on looking back but um, no more than any big championship game are there any lessons that you, that you can feel like you can pick up any areas that you think Cavan can brush up on if they're going to go on and get a good run there in the qualifiers ah, look, there is absolutely um, look we would have felt over the course of the game that um, you know, we, we made too many those basic errors in possession of the football um, you know we, we had maybe a couple of handling errors a couple of passing errors um, we were a little bit sloppy and reckless in the tackles early on when Monaghan were playing against the breeze you know, so we gave Conor McManus free kicks, we gave Rory Began free kicks due to basically our maybe poor tackling, I guess. So those are certainly areas that we feel we would need to brush up on. And I suppose you could say we had maybe two half-goal chances that possibly, you know, Jared Smith had won in the first half, you'd argue maybe could have fisted it over the bar, just got a point on the board. And I suppose Ryan Connolly's one hitting the post was more misfortune than that. And that. Um, but those would, have been, would be the big... Uh, key things that we would feel in terms of skill set, decision making uh, and tackling, we would feel those are, are the areas we would need to really tidy up on. I think from a from a game plan point of view and our whole setup and structure, we were quite sound. It's just, I suppose, the basic errors in terms of when in possession, we were just that little bit more sloppy than Monaghan were. And that ultimately proved, proved our cost, unfortunately. Yeah, and as, as you say, it's great to get back after 14 days, and I suppose that the qualifiers is all about attitude. Like if the players really buy into it, um, as Matty McLean had said after the last day, like the season, the season starts here again for them, and there's no reason why they can't go on and and even get further than Monaghan now in the championship, even though Monaghan have beaten them. So, have you found that the that the lads um, have that's the way they're approaching it, that they really want to want to go for it now? Absolutely. Look at you know. I suppose it's not something that has been openly said, but de- definitely deep down privately, we would all love to be in Crow Park on, on the August Bank Holiday weekend. That's, I guess, and I suppose also the final day was our initial prime target. We wanted them, would love to have gotten through to that host of final. That's gone now, so we've had, we have to reset. We have, you know, three or four huge, huge games ahead of us if we are to be in Crow Park on the August Bank Holiday. Uh, Calvin were there four years ago and a lot of these players were there four years ago so that has to be our prime target we have to aim to look to get back at that stage um, but look we simply cannot look past Offaly you know are we good enough to look past Offaly we don't know like I mean they're a Division 3 team we're coming down from Division 1 and we have to give them the utmost respect it's in Tullamore and we cannot for one second look beyond half six on Sunday next fall. We just have to really focus on that. If we get past that, we move on to the next round. But uh, look, there's no, the hangover is gone. The Monaghan game is, is passed. Uh, we move on uh, and we look to the qualifiers and we see how deep into this competition we can go. Yeah, so that was uh, Cavan selector Fimber O'Reilly and Lacken man. I suppose his first year involved with the the county senior setup and and it's a it's it's a huge learning curve too. There, there, there's an awful lot, you know, for this Cavan setup. And again, this brings it back to the pressure point. 
they need they, they hadn't got time to breed throughout that league. Division one, it was it was Dublin, it was Kerry, it was Mayo, it was Tyrone, it was Donegal. You know, there was no opportunity for you to say, Well, hold on now, we're gonna take a couple of weeks here and try to settle down things. You were constantly trying to put out your best team, make sure you were at championship pace for every single game and there wasn't really time to to maybe get a hand on and and carve the team the way the management wanted. So a win on Sunday gives them an extra two weeks and time to work with this group of players. And I think that's what the management and the team need overall. They, they need time to work together. Yeah, yeah, I can see your point of view on that. Um, the other side of the coin is that they had ten weeks coming into the Monaghan game where you get that. But then there was club matches too. In fairness, sure. yeah. during that period, but. With the, with the Tyrone game being called off in the league it left it very hectic in terms of a schedule because I think Cavan had five, played five weeks in a row so that was difficult like, and probably they were a bit tired in the last league game against Roscommon like, it, it, small things change a season Like if Cavan had a beaten Roscommon as we talked about before when McVitie got a goal early in the second half to put Cavan a couple of points ahead Cavan had a, a gale at their backs if they had a held on the only thing that changed that game was Roscommon went through up and got a goal even if it had been a point Roscommon got like a goal is such a momentum changer that Roscommon came back and actually won the game but Cavan could have won that game by 10 points if they'd have kicked on and yeah. played the way they'd played the previous two weeks against my own Kerry and people would have been coming into the championship buzzing and I think that would have rubbed off there would be more belief you could have bet Monaghan you know it's little things but the fact of the matter is Cavan didn't do that but it's still the same bunch of Cavan players and the capability they have is still the same whether they beat Roscommon or whether they didn't they're still the same team so they should they should be confident in their own abilities which I'm sure they are but I just think maybe a couple of little changes up front as we talked about and tear into the qualifiers and why not like um, you know in, look at the season we had in 2013 like it was brilliant and that inspired kids there was a brilliant there was a brilliant um, there was a brilliant piece I read where did I read this I read it a couple of days ago it was about um, it was a Keith Duggan in the Irish Times was talking about the the effect that you will that win a county team going well, the effect it has on people, and they talked about. I'm, I can't remember the example. My mind has gone blank, but it was, it was um, a Tipperary hurler was saying that was that was talking to a fella way back, and he was from a different county, and he gave him a pep talk, and he says some. There will be people in America, people in Australia, people in your own your own county. There'll be people, old women living on their own up in back end of Donegal and they will be rooting for you to win for some reason and they'll have a smile on their face and a pep in their step if you, if you win they might have a soft spot for Cavan this game has an effect on thousands of people like, and it's very mm-hmm. important that the Cavan team and any team really grasp it Like you can't throw your arse at it this is a huge thing Cavan are still in the All-Ireland Championship like, and there's no point going out half arse and then go back to your clubs and, and saying ash is the qualifiers like. and I don't think I'm not suggesting Cavan will do that but a lot of counties do do that. Cavan have done it in the past, you know, maybe especially a few years ago, losing to Wicklow and things like that. Like it was poor, like great opportunities. Even last year, that 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 could be thrown at the Cavan lads. Well, look, that defeat to Derry last year was very careless, and it really was the ruination of a lot of good work. And we've lost players since then, key players, and uh, it has left things. It has left things that a little bit of rebuilding was needed. When really all you needed probably last year was to finish in touches, you know. You build and you build so that you're in a position that when an opportunity comes along you can grab it. But you must still grab it. And mm-hmm. Cavan have been building for a long time now. They've, they've put in the foundation, they've all the hard work done, but they must grab their chance. So the draw is there for them this year. They didn't lose anything in defeat against Monaghan, really. Like I know I was downbeat coming out of a newer upbeat because I was upbeat going into a newer downbeat. Yeah. But in hindsight, with the benefit of a couple of weeks back, you look back and go, geez, well, if Monaghan are in the top, top four or five in the country, 
Cavan lost by three points and hit the, hit the post in the last kick of the ball. Like Cavan must be that bad of, a, bad of a team. And a couple of things did go wrong. With a bit of luck, a little bit more discipline, as as Finbar talked about, and the right decision making. Cavan could have won that. Would that mean Cavan are in the top four or five in, in the country? Maybe on any given day, they did beat two of the teams that are in the top four in the country in the league, and that's only four four games ago. They were they were drawing with Kerry and beating Mayo. So, like Cavan are, are still a good team. I, I know from talking to people, and you do as well people in the media and press boxes and stuff like that there was no respect for Cavan out there no. No, nobody rates Cavan really like and like they were written off in a few previews and uh, I know from the fellas they kind of they smirk a bit of Cavan like Cavan are seen as a soft touch and you'd love to see that changing like, but the only way it will change when, will be when they become a hard touch and people are like oh we have to play these lads whereas Cavan people are looking at Cavan awfully I guarantee you awfully there's no other Division 1 team that that Offaly would look at and go, that's that's a nice draw. We're at home. We've got them. We'll win it. I guarantee, and they'll be right to be thinking like that. But Cavan have to go out now, business like, and and just get it done. Yeah, they do. Just briefly before we finish up, I think Alan O'Mara had a very interesting piece. Uh, I I don't know if I necessarily agree with everything that he said in the Celt this week, but his his point was about taking the shackles off. You know, let attackers attack, and and it is something that. When you when you look at the possession uh, stats from the Monaghan game, Cavan looked conservative. They looked like they were afraid to make mistakes, you know, rather than taking on chances. Um, you know, that's something that's a mindset that has to change. If you're not slightly adventurous, you'll never find a path that hasn't been walked before. Yeah, that's a good way of putting that. Yeah, you're right. Like there were Jerry Smith, for example, had the most possessions in the game. We talked about this on the last podcast. People were criticising him. And I could see, I could see why what he was doing. Like he tended to turn back and go laterally with the ball a few times, but like there were so many men back, he looked up. The the big thing was, it's like a defense when when you 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 have a dodgy full back behind you or a dodgy goalkeeper. You're never fully confident to attack the ball because yeah, you, and it's same with Cavan. Yeah, if if the ball isn't sticking inside or you've no you no man, and Drew Riley was boss in that area in there. Like regardless of Cavan floating players in and out. You know, you're you're. It's like you you see a wall and there's no chink in it. Like you can't you can't go with gusto and go for it. And you can't think, well, if 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 someone approaches me, and I'm going to lose the ball. I'll thump it in, and someone might win it because they won't they won't win it, and you'll end up looking with egg on your face. So I think yeah, I thought his his article was interesting. It was particularly interesting in that he's a player and he's been in around the panel. And for anyone that read it, I didn't uh, contact Alan and say and solicit this article and say, listen. Um, Put this in, mm. in so many words. Like he contacted me, he was flying to San Francisco, and he had the the hand was twitching. And he wanted to write something, and he says to me, "I've got a few thoughts. Will will you publish it?" And I said, "Send it in to me." And he did. And I thought, "Well, this is this is a this is an informed opinion because he's been in there and he's been talking to players, and he was a player up to a few months ago." So I thought it was interesting, and uh, you know, maybe it's a personnel thing. You know, maybe maybe. Um, and maybe I'm, I'm not just twisting this argument to suit my point of view, but maybe it's a personnel thing, and the players are there. Maybe are a little bit institutionalised, and it just needs to be freshened up. That's probably all it is. Cavan are not that far off. Like it just like we're a kick of a ball off against Monaghan. That's all it was. So we're we're not that far off, but it just needs a little bit of freshening up. Yeah, well, hopefully this weekend shows a little bit of freshness and and a good result for Cavan, both at senior and at minor level. Um, as we said, the game on Saturday evening is five pm in the Athletic Grounds. And on Sunday at six thirty in Tullamore, um, if you can't make the game, they're both live on Northern Sound Radio. 
I'll be joined by Michael Hannon for the minor game and of course Mickey Brennan for the senior game on Sunday. Thanks again for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecavan.com and here's hoping for two Cavan wins this weekend. Here in Callaghan Electrical Limited has been providing a quality service to the industrial, commercial and domestic sectors nationwide since 1996. Reduce your business's energy bill with our energy audit. Or if you need any electrical works carried out, why not contact Kieran Callaghan Electrical on 049 433 Celtic Warrior crafted pale ale from the Highland Brewing Company. Born of the land in the hills of Breffney, our beer is crafted with our Celtic legacy in mind. Find us on Facebook. Enjoy Celtic Warrior responsibly and visit drinkaware.ie.